I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Jennifer. And you're listening to the Haitian American Diaries, a podcast featuring in-depth conversations and personal stories of perseverance, life lessons, and success. even really watch Conan that often I actually just kind of watch like his YouTube clips every so often but I've never really sat and watched like a whole episode but when I heard that he was going to be going to Haiti I was like oh okay I definitely have to watch this episode because usually his stuff is like really 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 funny and then I saw the episode and he basically came right out the gate and started with the President Trump quote where he basically called Haiti a shithole country. And when I heard it, like originally when I heard that President Trump had said that, I was like, man, that's not true. Like, you know, they always saying that this man is saying wild stuff. This is just a made up thing. Like this is something that they took out of context. Like this man who's supposed to be our president would not have really said that in the real, in the news. And then it was like on CNN and it was on like reputable news places. And I was like, oh, dang like he really went there and it was just wild I wasn't really surprised and well I remember when it happened I was like great and then I was like hmm, I wonder how people are going to react to this and it was I was more astounded that people actually reacted you know what I mean and when I heard Conan was going to do that I was so excited because I love Conan I think he's hilarious and um it was also cool that um, Anderson Cooper as well also had a remark to that. It seemed a lot of people were, you know, you know, people that have their major platforms were actually affected by that response. And that made me feel really good um, that I'm like, yes, thank you. And then so when Conan and it wasn't just one episode, I believe he made it like a week long, like episode, he split it up into parts where he went to Haiti um, and he was just like one president, you know, Trump said that, you know, Haiti was a shithole country. I decided it must be great. So I have to go visit myself. You know what I mean? And it's it's like, I was was like, yes, like, thank you. And then he gets there and I was like, respect. This is going to be a good episode, but I think we do want to at least definitely give a shout out to Joey Hunt. He actually is our, one of our first listener suggestions. And he suggested that we do a reaction to the Conan Without Borders episode of him going to Haiti. So thank you so much, Joey. We're really really happy to it. We appreciate your feedback. So I hope you're going to listen to this episode and and you can give us more feedback afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, just seeing Conan like go to Haiti, like one of the first things he talked about was Haitians being really funny. And I think we've talked about it before in our Adventures in Haiti episode, just being around family and how it's always like laugh after laugh after joke after joke. It's like constant laughter. Like all of our uncles are like straight comedians to the, even our aunts, like our mom, like, you know, it's like the realness, the truth behind the jokes is what makes it funny. And they're like never ending. It's like relentless. So just hearing him say like, oh, if Haiti or Haitians are some of the, you know, funniest people. I'm like, you right, we are. Like, we have a good sense of humor. I think even through all the 
devastation and, and chaos that happens in Haiti. That's something that Haitians haven't lost sight of is their humor and their ability to just really laugh at a lot of situations. It could be like a pretty shitty situation and they still find a moment to be like, all right, here's the, here's the, here's the humor. Here's the light side of it. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I get my sense of humor from like our Haitian culture. Cause I, you know, I'm a little bit of a, a little, comedian from time to time we you know i think you would you would agree and um it's that girl give it to me you already know (laughs) no no lie y'all no lie sometimes i sit there and like there are certain things that jenny has said in the past and like i'll just replay it in my head and i will bust out laughing from something like she it's there's like things she said like 10 years ago and it shows in the thing about like Haitians like I said there's always like this deep-seated like truth to the joke and like the the way it comes out it's so like matter of fact like yes this is what it is and I literally will be like oh my god that time that Jenny said such and such and I'm like dead in full laughter so all pretty, by myself. pretty much my jokes are timeless and yes so. <laughs> They are timeless. But I I do, you know, I my favorite thing about me or one of my favorite, I love to laugh. Like that is like to my core who I am. Like I love laughing. I love laughter and I love people that make me laugh. And Haitians are hilarious, especially because they're very a matter of fact. And also they don't mean any sort of ill. It's not malicious humor. It's just truth humor. And it's it's amazing. And um it, it was great that like, you know, when he got there and, you know, everything is sort of filmed, however it's filmed. But I like that the first person that he sort of connects and talks to is this guy that's telling him to take a brief deep breath and to do yoga and just like a very peaceful, you know, sort of man that that lives there um, in Haiti and probably has lived and spent time in America as well. And it was really like just nice to kind of get a a, a good tone, but also on the flip side, seeing the people react angrily mm-hmm. that there is some American with a film crew in Haiti right now. And their only concern was the fact that the journalists are coming here to show how awful Haiti is. And how dirty pre- it is. How, how poor it is. How poor mm-hmm. it is. And they're protective of you know, something I just learned recently in an interview that we um, recently did um that you guys will probably hear by the time about this is just like the the narrative that Haiti is given, you know, and how we sort of come across very, you know, poor to to everyone else in the world and just like nothing. And so there, you know, there were people in the crowds that were really getting upset about it. And they're like, why is he here? Is he here just to like, you know, talk, you know, all this stuff about us? And he's like, no, 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 I'm here to show all the great things about you. And he took a moment and said a little speech that was, you know, put in Creole. in Creole and he tried his very best. And by the end of it, everyone was receptive and everyone was like, oh, my God. And he's like, no, I'm here because of what the tra- president said. And I want to show the world how great Haiti is. And he really, really, really dug deep and found some really awesome things in Haiti. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was like a good part where he 
was in the crowd and that one lady was like obviously really upset and she's like you know you just want to show you know that it's a dirty place all the journalism that's journalists that's what they come here for and he's like no 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 and then I think he says at the end like I actually said I'm I'm gonna move here or something like that he says so silly at the end we're like it's like all right Conan all right I'll give you that you're 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 kind of you're you're giving us a little something but it also goes to show for him I mean I'm sure there's some level of protection with it but like while all of this is you know going on and people are getting wild riled up he just like kind of went in there was like all right yeah he's standing right in the middle of it yeah Yeah, of course he probably has security and stuff but he was like very much like surrounded by a bunch of people that he obviously didn't know and I I did respect that and especially organizing anything like this in the capital you know what I mean can sometimes be you know very difficult because a lot of times that you know what I mean like you never know when you're in sort of like an area where you think or you feel it it's going to be you know hostility but I think the one thing to say, especially with Haitians, is the, the fact that everyone was willing to listen and just kind of really understand, you know what I mean? And by the yeah. end, it, it was, yeah. you know, they were over that. I think one of the things that I really enjoy about Haiti, and he really showcased that by going to the school, and it was a, it was like an elementary school because the kids were pretty young. He He really highlighted the ideas and the, vision that I always see when I go to Haiti of little kids looking so beautiful and presentable and going to school with pride. I think we we talked about that in a previous episode that um, is going to air soon with when we do an interview with uh, the senior producer of Boyo Film, just showing how much pride Haitians take in their appearance. I think no matter what class level those kids were coming from, whether they were poor, whether they were rich, whether they were middle class, they were all so clean, uniforms perfectly pressed, hair done, your bows in their hair looking so cute. And that's one thing that I think Haitians take real pride in is, you know, I think even growing up, like we, when I look back and think like we were going to take pictures and we had like big poofy dresses and our hair is all done and our faces greased up and, you know, and I'm like looking back now, I'm like, that was our mom making sure that we looked presentable for the world. Like, this is what I think my children should look at, look like to take pictures. This is how I want my children to be seen. I think when we were little, especially being, you know, American, we were like, Oh, why do we have to look at this? My kid friends are just wearing shorts and t-shirts, but that's not how Haitians do things. You know, it's like, no, you're going to take pictures. You're going to school. You're going, no, you're going to look dress you're gonna look beautiful you're gonna look perfect and I think that show just seeing those little kids in school and they were so happy and cute too it was it was like the best and they had so much fun like you could tell he was having like a lot of fun with them and play I think he he said when I came here this was such a well-behaved classroom and now everybody's riled up because he did get them mad riled up he was like banging on the desk and singing and being all loud and boisterous and they were just like at first they were being like really timid and quiet and shy in the classroom and you could tell he's like trying to do funny things to like get them riled up and everything and then finally as they kind of get the groove and they could tell like the teacher isn't gonna like we're not gonna get in trouble for acting up they start getting really really like wild and amped up but it was just funny to see that because you know kids are in especially Haitians it's like really strict and you're in school you're in class you're supposed to behave a certain way so they were really trying and he 
he definitely got them out yeah, of character. Yeah, he definitely went in. I mean, he, he let the kids do his hair. He, you know what I mean? Like he was just kind of like all, all in on it, and it, it was really nice. I mean, he is a comedian, so of course the whole, you know, part series was definitely more on on a humorous route, humorous route. But he also, you know, kind of like paid homage and kind of was able to sort of like show like all the different parts of it. I think the following the school episode, he got on a top top. And um, a top top is like their sort of like bus system um, to go all over wherever they're trying to go. And I mean, it's pretty insane. I mean, the roads, we've already told stories of like the roads in Haiti. Um, In the capital, I would say it's considered a little bit more congested side. So it's just kind of like, you know, there's no like one way up, one way down. It's just kind of like if your car can fit, then you do what you got to do. And um, it was really cool, like how he just kind of got all these people on the top top. And I think, you know, kind of promoted it. That was it was a free ride. And I'm sure like there was money given to the guy that was doing that. And um, also um, he showcased that artist that did painted yeah, his that's... picture. And it was really good, too. Yeah, the artist painted his pictures on one of the top tops because a lot of the top tops there, there are, you know, pictures of different celebrities on them. And so he paid attention to this one that kind of turned him into a comic guy and superhero type thing. It was really cool, like, just to be able to, um, you know, just ha- having him, you know, going and actually connecting um, with the people. I think one of the things that I really appreciated about the episode is he he did give a he put a little light on the poor areas, but he didn't focus on it. You know, he he was he was true to his word of not focusing on the bad side. I think he gave he's like, you know, I can't come to Haiti without you know, obviously showing the devastation of Haiti without the, of the earthquake, without showing, you know, what has happened because of the political corruption. I obviously I have to show that, but it was like a minute, you know, it was, it was a, first of all, it was a short episode, but he made sure that the, the, prominent parts of it were highlighting the good, were highlighting the success stories, were highlighting the the happy faces. And I think I appreciated that a lot because I've seen other episodes of other things and I'm like, oh, like, I guess, but you did, you did show a lot of them dirty streets, huh? You did show a lot of those tent cities, a lot of those trash in the streets. Like that's not all it is. And, but you did get the views of like the beautiful clear water, the beautiful beaches. And so I was, I was happy to see that. Yeah, definitely. He also showcased uh, one of our prime uh, drinks whenever you go to Haiti, which is the prestige beer, which is pretty much like the beer of Haiti, which, which was. Kind oh, of- yeah. Whenever we go to Lazio, daddy always has like crates of it. Yeah. Like, it'll be like crates. Not, not, not cases, guys. Crates. <laughs> yeah, crates of beer stacked in the freezer. And we're like. All right, guess we going in. <laughs> guess we going in on the beer. Yeah, like he actually went to the plant and like, you know, created like a little funny uh, commercial with them and also met with um some other local entrepreneurs in Haiti. He met with an all-women design organization and they basically are training other people with different types of skills so they can help stimulate the co- economy. So, it's a lot it was like an all-women design team and all of them were people that have lived in the U.S. and then moved back to Haiti to start their businesses. And he showcased five different women and the different products that they're making. There was a lady named Regine, and she 
is makes cocktails, hot sauces, and iced teas. There was another lady named Marie, and she was making herbs and male aphrodisiac, and he was he was really intrigued by that, by the male aphrodisiac. Um, <laughs> there was another lady named Guelmana, and she was making the first single-serve prepackaged cornflakes in Haiti, and Conan actually said that they were better than U.S. cornflakes, which made me want to be like, well, next time I go to Haiti, I need to find these cornflakes, because he was acting like they were like the bomb, and she was like, yes, everybody says that they're the best, you know, cornflakes, they're better than U.S. cornflakes, and then there was another lady named Caroline who was making body oils, and then the last lady that he showcased that was named Daphne, and she made uh, different types of jewelry. So he got a couple of different samples of like food and the body oils and everything. And it was it was just nice to see these like poised women, you know, showcasing like a, the culture that they're able to not only take from the U.S. and bring to Haiti, but just have to, and take the time to highlight, you know, the natural resources that Haiti has. Yes. And he also went to a culinary school, um, WCK Culinary School in Haiti and met up. And, you know, you can't go to Haiti without talking about the food. But I think what I really liked was just like showing that, you know what I mean? Like they are learning, too, you know, and they're learning at like just as high a caliber as you go, you know, to culinary school in the U.S. And it was just really cool just watching him you know, giving light to all these different, you know, facets of entrepreneurs, schooling, artistry, um, and really just doing what exactly like we've talked about uh, will be a podcast episode, Boyo Films, just like giving Haiti a better story than what, you know, America has unfortunately just given to us. Yeah, I think even just looking at the culinary school, like you said, it was, you're not looking at some like rundown, you know, place with just some plywood boards and, you know, random pots. like, no, this is like a high class, like culinary school, a legitimate culinary school in a beautiful big kitchen. They all have their uniform, their culinary uniforms on. And I think that's one of the things that I think is, is important to see. It's like Haiti has the same level of things that most other developed nations have you know when people think of Haiti it's like oh this poor you know little rundown slum village it's like no they have the same (laughs) the same thing the same abilities to have you know where people are like oh I went to France to study culinary school like why can't Haiti be that place why can't somebody go and say oh I'm going to Haiti to study you know Haitian cuisine and go to this culinary school why does it why do you have to hear about France and Italy and and those types of places Haiti can can be that place too and And I think even it, you know, as history shows, Haiti adapted a lot of their sort of like their systems based off of France to begin with. You know what I mean? Like how they sort of like, you know, look at things, their schooling, their education, the prestige. It's a, a lot of it was adapted by what they saw when they were, you know what I mean? Pretty much the slaves of the of the land being owned. Yeah. And one of the things he actually said in the episode is, you know, you have. of the population that's living off, you know, $2 or less a day. However, they have one of the lowest crime rates of, of the Caribbeans. So it's like, 
you know, you have the U.S., which is like insanity with like crime and and shooting and all types of things. But then Haiti, where 50 percent of the population is living in poverty, but there isn't this like crazy influx of crime. And it's like when the crime huh. does exist, it's always politically driven and it always has more so to do with the people upset and disrupting. But you don't really hear a lot about like deaths or stuff. It's just a lot of rioting and a lot of like blockades and a lot of, you know, weather things that create a lot of, you know, of the discord with them. But it's not all just, you know, crime like, you know, you right. Can- it's not just normal, random, senseless crimes like yeah, we exactly. have here in the U.S. where people are like robbing and, and, you know, shooting up people and gang violence and all types of stuff. I'm sure there's those things exist. Of course they know? do. Yeah. But it's not like like this prominent thing like you would think in a in a place where there is so much poverty that crime would be like run rampant in the streets and and it's not like that's not the case at all. Yeah, definitely. One of the cutest things going back to when he was in the school, there was a part when he was leaving and the little kids were like asking him questions. They got a chance to ask him like different questions. And he was asking them questions like, Oh, do you know who the president of the United States is? And just, just showing how smart Haitian kids are, because there's like this level of maturity that I've always noticed that you don't necessarily see in Americans. That's there. But I feel like when I see Haitian kids, like they're always like on another level. You're like, dang, you're like a mini adult. <laughs> the way you talk, the way you act, the, the way you're processing information. And there was this little girl and she's like, she's, she's like, we don't need Americans coming to the United States because all they're going to do is come here and take our stuff. And she says it in Creole, obviously. But, you know, that's her level of understanding, like just being, she probably was no more than like seven years old, honestly. And he's like, oh, do you want, um, what do you want Americans to know? And what do you want? Um, do you want, you know, do you, don't you think that the U.S. should help Haitians and you know make their the country better again since we've taken so much and she's like no 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 and she's like telling him like and I'm like you go girl and he said he's like she's gonna be the next president of Haiti and I was like yeah that's right you know just showing like yeah we're little kids but we know what's going on and we see how you guys are treating our country, we see that you got, you know, Americans aren't really helping the way that they should. And they understand that. And it's sad, though, at the same time, that at such a young age, that's what they see that at such a young age, they're not seeing, you know, other people wanting to come and help their country. And they're already learning that at seven, eight years old. And I I wish that it could be different. Yeah. But it's also, I I think a a parenting style of Haitians in general to kind of really expose their children to so much as, as when it comes to conversations, like, you know, we were the type of kids that was always in adult conversations where I think like, as far as like African-Americans or even certain different cultures are concerned, it's like the children stay with the children, the adults stay with the adults. There's like a kid's table, you know, there's a lot of separation, but I feel like the Haitian culture, it's like, I think it's because their history is so real and there's so much that not real, not saying there's, you know, a sort of like scale with history, 
history, but I think just because of everything that the, you know, this country itself has experienced, I think you have no choice but to sort of make sure the kids are really highly aware and know. And, and I think, again, education is such a big thing for Haitians. It's like the, the most important thing of, of just being alive is education. Um, and they, they love it. The more education, the better. And um, I think that that's just some, how they, they treat their children and, you know, so that when they talk, they know what they're saying. So no one makes them a fool or they're not made a fool or, you know, so it's just, it's, it's all about um, just exposure. And I think it's kind of cool that they do that. Cause looking at little girls, like, mm-mm. like I've seen so many little girls like her just, you know, in Haiti, just well beyond their years. Yes, exactly. Like well beyond their years. I'm like, look at you, little adult. Look at you. Go ahead. Tell him. Mm. Let him know. Speak your mind, girl. Preach. That, that too. That too. Yeah. And she had like a whole attitude. Where Hand on like, the hip too. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's right. You tell him. But yeah, I think overall it was it was a good episode. It was short. I wish it was a lot longer. I think yeah, it, it, was, I think it wasn't an episode. It was a series that was broken down into of different days wasn't it because he had it he had a a netflix show i believe that aired it as one but then i think it was like he would show these little clips so if you go on tbs.com and even if you just type haiti conan you'll see like six minute to eight minute clips of those different um ones that we you know we've shared yeah on netflix it shows it as one just like one short episode so that's i was like oh i wish it could have been longer i wish he could have spent more time and elaborated on but obviously he had to put a short thing for his his um tv show yeah exactly there there wasn't much time but i think we are gonna take time and look into some other people that have also gone to haiti anthony bourdain has gone i'm not sure if andrew zimmer has gone but we're gonna definitely watch the anthony bourdain episode and give our reactions to that one another episode that was again uh recommended by joe hunt so thank you again (laughs) yeah for sure thank you for giving us some content (laughs) so yeah i think it's just good to see other people highlighting aspects of haiti that are more positive especially just after we've you know just recorded the boyo film episode just knowing that there are other things to reference and i wish that more american TV shows had took opportunities to highlight those things so that people could see more of it. Cause you know, you see a little clip there, but that was like how many years ago? It was like over like five years ago at this point. So there isn't enough of that happening so that it keeps people's minds fresh on those positive things of Haiti. So I think we need, we definitely need more of those. Yeah, things yes. Yes. There. Haiti needs to be in the know. It's the place that you need to go. You're not, really sure about it but i promise you the more you listen the more you learn and maybe you know it'll be a bucket list place that you'll want to visit and you get to experience a lot of the things that we've been fortunate enough to experience and we'll continue to share um you know the positive and of course anything negative that we feel like we need to share as well or to clear up for sure so thanks everybody for listening we love you always Always love. love Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Haitian American Diaries. Please be sure to follow us on our Instagram page at Haitian American Diaries. If you have any topics you would like to hear us talk about, or if you would like to be a guest, please be sure to send an email to 
HaitianAmericanDiaries at gmail.com. And if you have pictures from your travels that you would like to share, tag us on our Instagram and we'll share them in our stories. Until next time, always Always love. love.